very special episode this week uh, of Trigger Kid Radio. Uh, by now, I'm sure that you've already have heard about the tragedies that, that took place um, in Paris, France over this past weekend, um, with, given the terrorist attack and everything. Um, there was so much, you know, obviously so much tragedy and so much hurt and, and so much just senseless violence and loss and everything else. And, and so what we're going to attempt to do this week is to actually try to honor um, the victims um, that fell to this tragedy as well as celebrating the survivors. Um, on a personal note, um, my friend Dave Ketching um, was actually one of the performers that was on stage. He's a member of the band Eagles of Death Metal, who I'm sure you've been reading about, that were on stage at the uh, Labaticlan, uh concert venue there, giving a concert. And, you know, those people were, you know, that showed up there were there to sing and dance and have a good time and, and uh, you know, to have, a, you know, to have fun like, like we all do. And, and for, you know, for what, how, what things transpired, how things happened, I just, I can't get my head around it. I can't even imagine what, uh, what Dave and, and the Eagles of Death Metal are, are, are trying to process this. And, uh, as we all are, we're trying to heal. And that's kind of what we want to do this week. So what I what I wanted to do is is we're going to celebrate. Um, I'm happy to report that uh, Dave Ketching is home safe, along with the other members of uh, of Eagles of Death Metal. Uh, but not everybody, of course, made it out. I, you probably had heard that uh, crew member Nick Alexander uh, was he lost his life doing you know doing his job and being there at the front of the venue and. Uh, as well as some other people that were actually kind of part of the extended family um, there. Eagles of Death Metal were part of the uh, the Universal Music Group, and um, several employees were there. Uh, Thomas Ayed, uh, Marie Moser, and uh, a former Universal employee, Manu Perez. Um, they were all victims there at, at Bataclan. So really want to extend our heartfelt um, sympathies to the, to the victims' uh, families and uh, and everybody else has been affected by this tragedy. But uh, but for the next hour, please join us. We're gonna we're gonna turn up the volume, and we're gonna have a good try to our best to have a good time here. I wanted to uh, to uh, spread a little bit of uh, of news here about some things that you can do uh, before we get the music started here. Um, Josh Homme from uh, from Queen of the Stone Age, and obviously of uh, by extension, of course, uh, Eagles of Death Metal. Uh, they have a uh, a foundation called the Sweet Stuff Foundation. Uh, his father Michael is uh, is directly involved with that as well, and they're going to be accepting non taxable, uh, I'm sorry, tax deductible donations uh, uh, through their website. Uh, so you need to go to the Sweet Stuff Foundation dot uh, org, and you'll be able to do that up until uh, New Year's Eve of this year. Uh, so anyway, I uh, I've known Dave Catching for almost 20 years, and and we're gonna uh, we're gonna cover his entire do the best I can to honor and cover his entire uh, career. You, you know, the good chance to hear some songs that you probably have heard and enjoyed many times, and also to give you a chance to maybe hear some stuff that you you hadn't heard or didn't know about. And along the way, tell some stories and everything else, and just kind of honor his career and and celebrate the fact that he he is safe and home and and you know what we were going to do this episode at some point about dave anyway just because he's got such a an amazing body of work so so hang out with us here for the next hour uh again we're going to be telling we're gonna be telling some stories playing some good music and 
and just doing our best to have a good time here. The first song that I wanted to to play, which seems to be the most, also the most appropriate, whatever, is uh, uh, Dave and Eagles of Death Metal got to do something really, really cool. Uh, actually, just a few weeks ago, they got to uh, to perform uh, their cover of Save a Prayer, the Duran Duran cover, actually with Duran Duran uh, in London just a few weeks ago. And uh, anyway, so we're going to start with that one. Of course, the song is called Save a Prayer. And also, speaking of, uh, of philanthropy, that Duran Duran has also uh, made an announcement that all proceeds to the, the, uh, the joint collaboration cover that they released, um, all proceeds will go to, uh, to the victims and family and helping any way that they can, uh, given the Paris attacks. So, uh, so start off... The, the show here, we have uh, Eagles of Death Metal uh, conjoining with Duran Duran with This is Save a Prayer. And now, collaborating for the first time ever on TV, how about we have with Duran Duran Save a Prayer, Duran Duran and the Eagles of Death Metal. Have a great weekend, everyone! <laughs>
song, and uh, what, a, what a great experience for them to be able to actually get to perform that song with Duran Duran. And, and again, all proceeds uh, will go to, uh, the, uh, through the, the rest of the year, will go to the victim's family. So if you go to iTunes and go ahead and download that song, and, and so you can be able to enjoy it. And also it's for, obviously for, for a great cause. So that's the most current uh, release, of course, the most recent thing that they did. So now I want to take you all the way back to the very, very beginning. Uh, I first met Dave Ketching um, in 1994 uh, when he was on tour with the band Caius. I was uh, very, very fortunate enough to be able to have seen Caius actually about four times. A lot of people didn't get to uh, see Caius, and even when we did see Caius, a lot of the times... When we did, in fact, almost, in fact, every time when they were headlining um, here in Dallas, it was just me and my friends that showed up. So that was one of the reasons why how, how we were able to become friendly with with him and, and Josh and uh, and Scott Reader and and that whole gang. And uh, somewhere, I and I think I'm going to put it up on the website. I have a an old uh, uh, plot, a stage plot. Whenever whenever you advance a show, you the front of the house will ask for a stage plot where they can know how to set up your stuff and and it's just it was just those four guys it was the time it was uh it was josh uh scott reader of course john garcia uh brant bjork had already had left the band and it was alfredo on drums and it was all just those four guys with dave catching just driving and acting as tour manager and of course hutch patrick hutchinson which we all know as hutch uh was a sound guy and on the stage plot, it just says those four guys and then Dave and Hutch. Um, and so the Welcome to Sky Valley album had just come out. And we had just discovered Caius um, on the Faith No More tour about a year and a half ago. And we're just obsessed and just couldn't wait for those guys to come back to town. And, and they played this tiny little place, um, kind of in a bad part of town in Dallas, called Deep Ellum Live. One of my, one of my most favorite memories in the world. And I told everybody that I knew in the in the year and a half since that Faith No More gig that you, you gotta we gotta see these guys. And so about me and about nine of my friends showed up, and we were the only ones there, unfortunately. So if, in 1994, if you lived in Dallas, you you really missed out on on that. And and we that's when we, we first got to meet all of those guys and got to be kind of friendly with them over the years. And so. I, I thought it only appropriate to uh, to play an old Kaiish track that I'm going to mix with, uh, with with another story around that same time. Uh, there was a seven inch that came out a few right after Kaiish actually broke up, and it was it's a split seven inch with another band called Wool. And the next time that I saw Dave after that that Kaiish show was he was now kind of doing the same thing. He was touring around with with the band Wool. So this is the A-side to the Caius Wool's split 7-inch. This is Caius with the song Shine.
Man, such a great track. Love that so much. Uh, and also, I'm going to play you the B-side uh, to this. This is, again, the band Wool. Uh, Wool came out of uh, the, the Franz, I'm sorry, the Stahl brothers, Franz and Pete Stahl, were in a band called Scream uh, that you might recall was a band that Dave uh, Grohl was in prior to him joining Nirvana. And they formed this fantastic, oh my God, I love this band, Wool, uh, in the early 90s. And so, again, the second time that I that I ran into Dave or, um, was when he came to town with them, also touring with them. And, and it's so funny, like, <laughs> probably kill me for saying this, but uh, I have some pictures of this up on the website that I'll be putting up, you'll be able to enjoy. But uh, if you've seen any pictures of Dave Catching before he was the bearded giant that you see today, he, uh, he always had these really awesome, like, plaid, loud pants on. And I've got some great pictures of... Uh, of me and Dave at that at a very early wool gig around '95, I think it was, um, at the Orbit Room in Dallas, and uh, the singer Wool had come to town a couple of times and actually had stayed with a, with a friend of ours, and we got to know those guys too, and so much that Pete Stahl, the singer, actually invited me to come up and do a, some a horrible <laughs> backing vocals, but you know, as a, a young person, it's a memory that I still cherish, but. Uh, this is the B-side uh, to um, the 7-inch, and this is probably not only my favorite Wool song, but one of my favorite songs of all time. This is a song called Short-Term Memory Loss.
favorite songs uh ever by anybody and so i include it uh for not just because of that story um uh, with dave um with the rule because i would want any excuse just to play it because i love it so much but also because of the work that dave did on uh recording that song for that seven inch but also um the front and the back both sides have some great photography that dave took as well uh, that makes it look awesome. Uh, what's funny is that it came out, I think next year will be the 20th anniversary of its release. I think it came out on 96, I believe, on Bungload Records. And if you were to try to get it now, um, it would probably set you back a pretty penny. So this would also be a chance for you to be able to hear it, which I wanted people to do. Uh, <clears throat> and so I, uh, so now, maybe next year, maybe they'll do a 20th anniversary release. I, I doubt it, but, you know. That way people can kind of be able to get to hear it and, uh, you know, at an affordable price. But uh, anyway, so moving on, uh, speaking of uh, the Stahl Brothers, um, here is something that's really, really, really cool. Was that after, uh, during this time, whatever, um, Dave Catching along with Pete Stahl, as we mentioned, from uh, from Scream and also Wool, um, formed a band called the earthlings it's earthlings with a question mark with uh, the late great fred drake and if you don't know who fred drake is um very recently speaking of dave Grohl from before um he did this documentary a series about the most recent Foo fighters album called sonic highways and what they would if you haven't seen it what they would do is they would go to all these different reputable kind of historic recording studios um Fred Drake, um, along with Dave, ran this uh, historic, amazing, gorgeous uh, recording studio called uh, the Rancho de la Luna. And that's actually where Dave uh, calls home now and records a lot of a lot of great stuff out there still. And, uh, and of course, you know, Fred's passed on uh, now, and, and Dave took on the, the studio full-time. And uh, because of <laughs> that... Uh, HBO airing of that documentary. Um, I'm sure he's getting a lot of unwanted visitors, but uh, I was happy to see Dave and 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 you know get a lot of lot of credit that he's been kind of owed uh, over the years, and and they paid a wonderful tribute to Fred Drake on that. So it's a great episode that you should check out, and because um, a lot of the stuff that a lot of these bands that Dave has been associated with 
um, has all a lot of it has been successful on the back of a, of a network that catching was had already had put together because he's such a nice guy and he knows everybody and he you know he's he's uh that's why he's become the national treasure that he is and uh anyway so uh i think it was i want to say in around 90 i want to say 98 the earthlings were doing a, a brief tour it might even have been a pickup date for south by southwest and and instead of doing you know they weren't really that well known of course and then and instead of doing, you know, some show at some club, opening for somebody and, and, and playing to a bunch of unappreciative or, or just indifferent people, what they did was that there used to be this great place down in Fair Park in Dallas called uh, called Forbidden Books. And pre-internet, this was kind of like the place to kind of get your hands on some crazy shit, like some, you know, some documentaries you were looking for or like the anarchist cookbook or you know all the, all that kind of stuff that that's attractive and appealing when, when when you're younger and can't get your hands on it and the owners of that place um were friends with with dave of course and, and fred and, and pete and they had opened up a um an art gallery next door called forbidden gallery so instead of again playing you know a gig at some nameless club they decided to just have the gig there get a keg of beer and just invite their friends and by that point, I was we were I was friends with all of them, and so um, great, perfect thing. Was so happy that I got to see Fred perform, um, you know. And uh, and so here is an Earthlings track. Uh, it's actually after Caius had broken up, whatever. Josh Homme started doing these these records called the Desert Sessions. Uh, these great, fantastic, you know, quick collaborations. And this is kind of an early appearance of, of the Earthlings. Uh, it's off of uh, the volume three of the Desert Sessions. This is a song called Sugar Rush. If he senses hostility towards me, he'll rip you apart. <laughs>
great, great stuff there. So <clears throat> also around the time whenever the Desert Sessions was happening, a lot of these very impromptu, very kind of quick little bands were being formed and being recorded. And that was kind of the whole idea. That was kind of the whole fun of it, the whole spirit. Uh, and another band that uh, Dave was associated with that formed out of that was in a band called the Acquitted Felons. And they actually have a song off of Volume 2 of Desert Sessions, <laughs> very awesomely titled, Who Shit on the Cake? But I'm going to spare you that one for now. Uh, it's about 10 minutes of total madness. And awesome as it is, um, I've been kind of giving you a lot of the instrumentals. So we're going we're gonna to go ahead and move on here. By 99, uh, at this time, whatever, uh, I was actually working... Uh, for Loose Groove Records. It was a little record label that Stone Gossard from Pearl Jam um, was doing, and they're the ones that actually put out the very first Queen of the Stone Age record. So that was right up my alley that I was, you know, working with them and everything else. And at that time, um, Queens had done, I, I managed to see a couple of um, early versions of Queens when they uh, had come through uh, South by Southwest uh, as a three-piece. A little-known fact actually was that uh, during their relationship with um, with Man's Ruin Records that was putting out the Desert Sessions, they actually were originally were called Gamma Ray. Queens of the Stone Age were called Gamma Ray, and I actually have the, uh, the original Gamma Ray record. Um, when I moved to New York in 2006, I probably could have financed the move with what people were offering me for it. No telling what it's worth now, but um, anyway, but moving on, so by this time, uh, Queens was on tour, uh, opening for Ween, and uh, that was a very, very uh, kind of instrumental night for me. It was in 1999, and Queens again come to town, and I'm again I'm working for the record label, and uh, and now Dave Catching is actually a full-fledged touring member of Queen of the Stone Age, and I was had already been friendly with Josh Homme, and and the person we know uh, now is Gene Troutman. Um, was an early touring member because Alfredo Hernandez from Caius was uh, actually on the record. If you ever look at the back of the very first Queens of the Stone Age album, it's just a, a three-piece. It's just Josh Homme, um, Nick Oliveri, of course, from Caius, and Alfredo from Caius. But by the time the, t- the tour had gotten here, uh, Gene Troutman had taken over uh, on drums, and this was one of his first nights. If I remember, this was... I think it was also was Dave Ketching's birthday. Um, and something very, very transformative happened for me because I, that night I met Claude Coleman Jr., the drummer for, for, uh, for Ween. And we'll talk all about Claude here in a second because uh, I went on to, to uh, get to know him real well and, 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 and work and tour with him uh, with his solo um, outfit. But we'll get into all that here in a second. So anyway, so around this time again, uh, Dave is a full-fledged member of Queen of the Stone Age. This is off their first record, uh, and probably my favorite song off the record. I, I couldn't couldn't decide between Hispanic Impressions and this one, but since the last few have been instrumentals, I'm going to give you this one. This is called Walking on the Sidewalks.
good, good stuff there. Okay, so now we're going to fast forward about, uh, go up to now to 2003. Um, by this time, uh, Josh Homme has his own label um, just called Records Records. And I think it was pretty much a vinyl only. I think there were some CDs, but most of the ones that I had were, because uh, I'm just a, a vinyl nerd. Um, anyway, so it's now 2003, and there's a, a band uh, with a great name called Like Hell. And uh, the Dave Catching is on with um, with Nick Oliveri as well. I think um, Nick's brother Tony plays drums. Um, Hami produced the whole record. It's just a kick-ass rock and roll record. And there's a great song appropriately titled Let Me Trip. Uh, and this came out around 2003 uh, on Records Records. Again, this is Like Hell with Let Me Trip.
and I love that entire record. If you can still find it anywhere, if it's still available, I definitely recommend picking up the entire thing. It's such a good record, such a badass thing all the way through. Okay, so if you're just joining us, uh, what we're doing is, is that we're honoring um, the victims of the Paris terrorist attacks from last week, and as well as celebrating the return of the survivors, namely, uh, for this episode, uh, my friend Dave Ketching, uh, a member of Eagles of Death Metal, that was on stage whenever the uh, the violence um, kind of broke out there. And so what we're trying to do is we're going to have, trying to have a kick-ass rock and roll party here, the way it should be, and kind of celebrating with music and and so now I want to move on to 2005, and uh, this is a great record. This is a, an outfit, a project called Hulk, and in the spirit of what we're talking about, this is the perfect song. It's a song called Music is Love. Um, I actually was uh, chatting via social media with, with Dave today whenever he got back, and he just sent out a tweet that just said, uh, love to all and all to love, and I, uh, God, you know, you got to love that, and and I told him how happy I was that he was home and, and what I was going to be doing today with with, uh, with with this with this episode. And so, anyway, this is the uh, the project Hulk. This came out in 2005. Uh, this was also recorded at the Rancho uh, de la Luna um, studio. And uh, there's a lot of people are on this as well. Uh, Brett Bjork from Caius is on this. Uh, you also will hear Jesse Hughes from from Eagle Death Metal. I think there's one track on the album where Brent actually sings the lead, but uh, for now you'll be able to hear Jesse Hughes and, uh, and Dave Ketching from Eagles of Death Metal uh, on the song Music is Love from Hulk.
stuff there. Um, that same year, in 2005, uh, Dave actually formed a, another band uh, with Brant Bjork uh, from Caius called Yellow Number no. 5. And this kind of starts Dave on a long trajectory of working with some really badass women, some just some kick-ass uh, female musicians that are some of some of my all-time faves and some that I discovered because of it and some that I already knew and seeing them all work together was so awesome. Um, so the band Yellow Number no. 5 is, is him working with Molly McGuire and again in Brant Bjork and they had a record um, I said around 2005 that was also was recorded at the uh, the Rancho de La Luna Studios there and this is a track called Deviant Angel. Thank you. 
Love that. Good stuff from y'all number five. Okay, so now the next year in 2006, now we're going to get into uh, some good fun uh, other stories here that I've been looking forward to, to telling. Uh, in 2006, uh, Dave Ketching appeared on uh, the record from an artist named Peaches. And I had seen Peaches a couple of times actually opening for Coin to the Stone Age. Um, on, I believe it was their second, their second album and tour. And so I knew who she was, and I knew how crazy it was. I'll, I'll never forget uh, kind of hanging out backstage and not knowing what Peaches was. This was before I, I this was at the Queen shows, and, and suddenly she and her dancers walked by. And together, I think they were wearing an ounce of clothing. And uh, just such a wild, wild show. So much fun, and she's so cool. And anyway, so in 2006, I ended up going to see uh, Eagles of Death Metal. Uh, they were on a co-headlining tour. I had just moved to New York, and they were doing a co-headlining tour uh, with Peaches. And uh, they were playing at the Irving Plaza. And I went to the gig, and something very fortunate happened. I ended up meeting one of my one of my lifelong best friends now, a guy who goes by the name of Pistol Pete Kaufman. And he... Um, also um, plays with, with Claude Coleman's uh, from Ween's solo group, Amandala. And so I'll get into all that here in a second uh, that led to a lot of different things. But uh, again, like I said, starting a trajectory with Molly McGuire, yell number five, of working with some really kick-ass females. And there may be no more kick-ass person, female or otherwise, uh, than my girl Peaches. This is off of uh, the 2006 release, The Teaches of Peaches. This is a song called You Love It. And because, well, you love it.
go. Uh, speaking of kick-ass women, also, of course, the, the badass herself, Joan Jett, is also on that track. And So, uh, anyway, the story I wanted to tell was, was that uh, at this gig, uh, again, that's where I met uh, uh, my friend Pete Kaufman, and who was a drummer, like I said, and, and because of him, I reconnected with Claude Coleman Jr. Uh, from Wayne. And again, Dave had introduced us way back in 1999. This is now 2006. And he was putting out, uh, about to put out the second uh, a Mandala record, which is his solo record. And, and he was, uh, oh, you know, Pete was working with him. And so because of that, I uh, ended up working with and becoming great friends uh, with Claude. And, and, you know, Claude's one of, the, one of the greatest drummers and one of the most awesome characters there is. So uh, it was a great thing to be able to, um, to you know, to... To, to do and and loved you know I said forming two great friendships that one night that I still have to this day uh, both because thanks to again Dave Ketching he's the uh, he's the tie that binds here with it seems to be with everybody if you uh, play the game the six degrees of separation uh, you do it with Dave Ketching and it'll connect just about everybody anyway uh, so I, I went on to uh, to exit to to work with Claude and we you know, did a lot of tours together and stuff, and, and Wayne actually has some, some news, actually, just yesterday, um, they, I got to, from 2007 to 2012, I, uh, got to be, um, at a lot of the Wayne shows, you know, with Claude, and working with him, and sometimes we would do the Mandala gigs on, you know, in between the Wayne dates, actually, while on tour, and, um, so I got to see a lot of, a lot of, uh, those last Wayne shows, and, Got this, had a, a unique perspective of seeing all that play out behind the scenes and stuff. And well, those guys have announced that they're actually going to be doing uh, three shows over um, President's Day weekend um, in Bloomfield, Colorado, uh, culminating also on Valentine's Day. That's February twelfth, thirteenth, and fourteenth next year at the First Bank Center. I think tickets go on sale. I think Friday, I believe, and uh, they'll go really, really quick. Um, for sure, but glad to see those guys doing well. And then Claude's going to be actually releasing a long-awaited um, uh, Mandala record, uh, the follow-up texture to that record from 2007. The album's going to be called Laughing Hearts. And uh, I've, I've heard some of the tracks live um, from um, a tour we did together a few years ago. So I'm excited for, for to hear the, the finished product, as I'm sure you are as well. Uh, anyway, so uh, I, I talk about that because, uh, again, I met Peaches that night and uh, forming a great friendship with her. And uh, she's got some, some also been very busy this year. She has a new album out called The Rub, and uh, it's great. And if you haven't already seen it, she's done, I think she's going to do a video for every track on the album. Um, she has a book that came out also called The Teaches of Peaches earlier this year. Uh, but she has this great video through, uh, with Margaret Cho, the comedian, which, of course, is funny. And uh, and they both, and I think the second one just came out, also has Margaret in it with some uh, some legendary burlesque performers. So definitely check that out. Uh, love Peaches. Again, you know, uh, formed a great friendship with her that I still, you know, have to this day. So, again, all thanks to uh, Mr. Catching. <laughs> and, again, you know, Peaches lives in, you know, in Berlin. So, uh, you know, what an amazing thing that happened was not only did I meet, you know, Peter Kaufman, one of my now best friends, uh, reconnected with Claude, 
uh, you know, working with him, still a great friend, and and also met Peaches, and I said I ended up working with her uh, live band, Sweet Machine, and we did a couple of tours together, and uh, still friends with all those people. So all again, I said thanks to uh, <laughs> to uh, to Dave Catching for uh, kind of connecting me with everybody there. Uh, speaking of Berlin, speaking of Kick-Ass Female, speaking of Joan Jett, uh, do you see how it all connects together here? Do you see all, how it all happens? Was um, uh, Dave, along with Jesse and, and a few other people from uh, the Eagles of Death Metal, uh, appeared on a record from a band called the Boss Haas, which, if you can imagine, uh, some, some Germans from Berlin um, doing country music uh, versions of classic pop songs. <laughs> And uh, they ended up doing Joan Jett, Do You Want to Touch, which, of course, is a Gary Glitter cover. And, uh, and so on the recorded version of, of that, uh, you, you, will see, you will hear Dave Ketching and, and, and Jesse and, and the Eagles of Death Metal. Uh, I'm not going to play that one. I am, I am going to keep moving on with this trajectory of him working uh, with women. But I wanted to, to, to mention uh, something else was that the, uh, back when we were talking about the Desert Sessions, the only time, you know, to my knowledge, that they ever play together as a desert sessions is a is a mass uh, or is a, in a big public event was at Coachella back in 2003 and I was fortunate enough to actually to, to have seen that gig and they actually played uh, the Do You Want to Touch Gary Glitter cover so I guess that song was kind of in the back of their minds for quite a while uh, it also was great because uh, Josh Homme's uh, wife Brody Dale from, um, from Distillers came and actually sang lead on that. It was a great, great show. I'm sure that show is floating around out there somewhere. Uh, Okay, so anyway, so moving on. But speaking of country music and Coachella, uh, brings us up to 2008. Uh, This is a very interesting project. Uh, So the actresses, uh, Shawnee Smith and Missy Pyle, um, were actually at Coachella and decided, I guess, inspiration struck, and they decided that, they wanted to be a band um, together. And so about a year after that, next thing you know, they find themselves in the desert with Chris Goss. And Chris Goss is, of course, from um, produced all the old Caius records and has been in a million other different different projects. And and they're out there with him at, you know, Rancho de la Luna Studios uh, doing a record uh, called It's Okay to Be Happy. And a lot of the desert uh, people worked on this. Uh, Jerry... Um, in, like Pete Stahl's brother Franz from Wool is on it. Of course, Dave Ketching is on it. He helped produce and record it. Uh, I think Jerry Cantrell from Allison Chains is on it as well. Anyway, so this is off of 2008. It's okay to be happy. And this is a song just simply called Ass. <laughs> Don't want to leave here with so much left 
stuff there from Shani Smith and Missy Pyle. Uh, the, the only record they ever had was It's Okay to Be Happy. And um, they actually, their very first gig, I think they only played a, a handful of gigs, but the very first gig was actually in Plano, Texas, uh, right up the road here, uh, right outside of Dallas uh, for an event called uh, Love and War uh, or something like that. I forget why. Uh, so anyway, so now we're run, uh, around in the corner here, running the home stretch here. Got a couple more for you. I want to play them. Uh, bringing up the speed here, I guess. I gosh, I guess it was around 2000 and I want to say 13 maybe. Um, and uh, Dave was coming to New York uh, with Gene Troutman, the old uh, Queen of the Stone Age drummer, and played on a bunch of different. Uh, projects there and he was coming to t- they were coming to town uh along with uh sean Yusult from white zombie and sean along with uh, a couple of the girls from the old band uh cycle sluts from hell that i loved and uh, i actually got to see them do a uh, reunion in um on halloween in new york i think it, that was 2007 or 8 i believe Anyway, but so so now, uh, Deva and Sean and um, uh, Von Helsling was the singer. Um, have all put a band together called Star and Dagger, and uh, they had just uh, put put it together. And then their live band consisted of Dave Catching and Gene Troutman, kind of bringing up the rear there uh, for a fucking kick-ass show and for a kick-ass band. And they were playing at, um, I think it was the Mercury Lounge. That's right. Yeah, Mercury Lounge. That's right. And, uh, oh, man, it was a great show. It was fantastic. And you know, it was good to see Sean Yusult from White Zombie, you know, back in action and kicking ass with this with this great band. So uh, and I know that they're going to be doing some stuff again uh, soon. I think that they're actually working on their third record. Uh, anyway, this is a great song uh, with a great, great title called Freak Train. This is a star and dagger. Use it. 
Again, that was Freak Train by Star and Dagger. Uh, so awesome. And again, look for them coming out with some new stuff, I believe, next year. And again, thanks to Dave Ketching, uh, more friends made. Um, after that gig, whatever, uh, we went over to uh, Dave uh, um, lived just a few, just behind the Mercury Lounge there uh, in that neighborhood back there. Uh, her husband, Riyadh, has a successful, uh, he's a, he's a, chef and he has a successful restaurant chain there uh, some of the best pizza i've ever had in my entire life and saying that in new york with the whole new york pizza thing that's really saying something so if you're next time you're in new york definitely check out Riyadh's. um we went back there with uh with sean and, and just kind of you know hung out and told stories and and really you know that's the whole kind of that's the whole point of this whole podcast is just to kind of celebrate uh, the returning home of, of Dave Ketching and Eagles of Death Metal and, and to honor the victims of, of what happened in Paris and they won't unfortunately get to have those those moments but I've been very fortunate and I wanted to uh, obviously pay tribute to that and, and give you guys some great music this week and uh, and uh, and tell some good stories so uh, last but certainly not freaking least um, is forever working, ever evolving, ever changing always still kicking ass uh, Dave has yet another new band, uh, appropriately titled called the Mojave Lords, out there in the desert, and uh, they have they came out with a record uh, last year. Um, I think it was late last year, or earlier this year, with the greatest title in the history of fucking rock and roll, uh, called Unfuckwithable, which um, it should be in the, uh, the dictionary if it's not. Uh, you know, somebody should campaign for that because, because there's no better word to describe that whole group and him and the whole scene, man. It's just that 
they they ain't to be fucked with, yo. Um, and so, uh, anyway, so this. is the title track from uh, the album Unfuckwithable. <laughs> this is the Mojave Lords. Get 
Again, those uh, the Mojave Lords with Unfuckwithable. Definitely pick that up, man. So great. Uh, that uh, was something I actually finally got to see this this past April. Uh, I was out in Los Angeles, and Mojave Lords were doing one of their one of their. Uh, there's only been a few few live performances, from what I understand, and they were playing at the the very famed place called Pappy and Harriet's, which is out there in Pioneer Town, uh, right outside of Joshua Tree, which is you know right in the heart of the desert and. Uh, you know, as long as I've been a fan, a friend, and 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 running that circle, I never made it out to Pappy and Harriet's, which is kind of like the mecca for that whole that whole vibe and that whole scene. Uh, if you saw the episode that Anthony Bourdain did uh, with Josh Homme, um in that and on his show, whatever, this is the bar where they meet at. And as cool as you're ever expecting it to be, trust me, it's it's even cooler. Uh, I remember driving out there, uh, and it's just lawlessness, just lawlessness desert in the middle of nowhere. And the people couldn't be friendlier. The food's great, and uh, they were uh, performing uh, with Pete with the return of Pete Stahl again from Scream, Wool, and Earthlings, and everything in between. Uh, he has a band called Goat Snake, and they actually have a record uh, that came out this year called um, uh, Black Age Blues, which is badass. So a great double bill with Mojave Lords and Goat Snake, and just had a great time with at Pappy and Harriet's, and uh, and finally got to see it and enjoy it, and just kind of really do it do it right. And. Uh, say a couple more things here was that uh, um, just man just this past uh, just a few weeks ago at the uh, the mid-October um, was last time that I that I saw Dave and was with Eagles of Death Metal was um, for a very very special event that uh, Colin Hanks um, has a movie a documentary about the history and the influence and just the legacy of Tower Records and uh, they were having a, a private screening, and then after the screening, they were having an after party, and they did something so super cool. I've got photos of this up on our website. Was uh, they actually turned the old uh, Tower Records on Sunset Boulevard there? They actually brought it back for one night. And if you've spent a lot of time in, in uh, Los Angeles, like I did in the in the late '90s and the early 2000s, you would, or even God, for way before I got there. I'm sure Californians will tell you about driving down Sunset Boulevard and uh, and seeing that yellow and red sign and it not being there felt like something more than just the building was missing. So to be, be able to to go back there and and, and enjoy that and and Colin uh, is real tight with uh, with Dave and Jesse and all of them and, and invited them to come out to play and and it was. Perfect. It was so great. It was so awesome, and uh, and it was so funny because a lot of the music that you're hearing, uh, I said I've been collecting records, you know, my entire life, and um, was working. I worked at a little one of those little mom and pop record stores uh, when in the mid to late '90s, and but a lot of the stuff that you're hearing uh, is from my record collection, um, and a lot of that was bought at Tower Records. So to be able to be back there and um, 
and enjoy that and, 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 and get to spend some time with Dave and have a great time. There was even like a little booth in the back where you could uh, record some music and, you know, with, with actual instruments, not some rock band Guitar Hero bullshit, like like actual shit. And again, in the same spirit of Dave Catching, um, I ended up making some great friends that night too. Uh, I'd like to give a, a shout out to my friends Chris and Tara Horvath uh, for being so awesome and so rad. Chris is actually the uh, the music director of a great new uh, program I wanted to mention called Flipagram, and uh, it's a great new social media platform uh, that's uh, that's music based and. Uh, if you go online, you'll be able to see it, and uh, it, I believe it's spelled F-L-I-P-A-G-R-A-M, just like it sounds, Flipagram. Definitely check that out. Uh, so anyway, so uh, in closing, I just wanted to say that uh, I'm so happy that the Unfuckwithable crew, man, uh, they're back home and safe and sound where they belong, and and all my love to those guys, and, you know, and of course, especially to, to Dave, Dave Catching. And I hope you've enjoyed, uh, you know, uh, kind of the stories and, and the music. And maybe uh, you heard something you didn't know or heard some music for the first time. and uh, Or maybe you uh, were reminded of something. But anyway, um, definitely uh, get involved uh, with the Sweet Stuff Foundation. Please go to their website. Uh, again, you can make a, uh, um, um, a charitable donation up until the end of the year. Um, download the Save a Prayer with Eagles of Death Metal. Uh, with Duran Duran, again, all proceeds from that will go to uh, the victims' families and and everything else. So, um, anyway, please uh, take care of yourself. And in uh, Paris, I hope that you're healing tonight and uh, and everybody's you know sleeping a little bit sounder and a little bit safer. Uh, until next time, I'm Roy Turner. Uh, this has been Tricky Kid Radio, and uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>